everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. On this week's episode, we have the special privilege to review a couple watches from our friends over at Oris. Spence has got the Big Crown Pro Pilot X, and Buzz has got the Diver 65 Chronograph on. On my wrist this week, I have a special watch in from our friends over at Richter & Phillips, which is the Breitling Chronomat B0142. So for the first time, we're all wearing watches that we don't own. And speaking of watches we don't own, we go into a little bit of a fantasy draft this week and talk about integrated steel sports watches. We've got one quote-unquote inexpensive model, one expensive model, and then we go into depth about our favorite Royal Oak or Nautilus model. So sit back, relax, don't forget to pour yourself a strong one, and enjoy another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 20 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Uh, I've got with me uh, Buzz and Evan. As usual, we're back to full strength after yep. a week off from Evan. So yes, good to indeed. see you guys. How's everybody doing? Um, I'm doing good. Can't complain. How about you guys? That's good. Yeah. Must be refreshed from that vacation. <laughs> it, was, it was a good week off. What can I say? I got a good awesome. tan. What are you going to do? <laughs> you got a tan for you. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get a That's good wash sure. tan line. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we're all starting to work on that a little bit with the, uh, <laughs> the weather turning a bit. It's uh, It's been hot down here. Yes. Um, but now that we've got everybody here, I think this is going to be a fun episode. So why don't we go ahead and jump into it? Buzz, what are you drinking? What are you wearing? All right. Hey, surprise, surprise out, out there. I'm still drinking Costco whiskey. I think it's delightful. <laughs> And because it comes in a Costco-sized handle, I'll have it for a little while. <laughs> so I got that going for me, which is nice. That that being said, I am... A little Caddyshack there. That's right. That's right. That's the only reason you keep me around here. Okay. That being said, on my wrist is not Costco whiskey. It's something better. Um, our friends at Oris uh, sent us uh, a couple of watches to review, and right now I've got the Divers 65 Chrono, and it's the uh, the one with the bronze bezel. It's uh, it's pretty great, but that being said, I just sized the bracelet for it today, so I'm going to keep my keep my thoughts. On that, uh, private, I'll give you a little bit better review of it in a later episode. So that being said, it, it really is. It really is. So that was that was our big surprise that we've been hinting at, and I think some of you might see some posts on Instagram soon. But uh, mm-hmm. Oris did get in contact with us um, and said, "Hey, do you guys want to check out some watches?" And we were like, "I think you got the wrong number, guys." But uh, <laughs> if you want to send them, <laughs> no, it was, it was very, very cool. Um, VJ, their, their North American head, reached out, which was, you know, one of the coolest things that I've had happen on a Saturday morning in a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, we worked it out. We've got, we've got two pieces in for review. So you'll be seeing uh, that Oris Diver 65 Chrono with the bronze bezel and some things here in a little bit. And then... Uh, you got something else, but uh, we'll get to that here in a second. So, Spangler, what are you drinking? What are you wearing? Um, well, I also have sort of a uh, 
lone watch, we can say that, uh, in for my wrist check. So I'll start with the drink here. Uh, but it's a Blin Levette 12. Um, turns out I really like the stuff, so I keep buying it. Uh, and, and, and fortunately, I've been buying enough of them that they've been coming with uh, free mini, mini bottles of Blin Levette 14. So uh, soon enough, I'll uh, have a full bottle there, which will be uh, pretty nice. Um, that's a reward that's a, club that's a of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh, for the for the wrist check, um, I got a piece today in from our friends at Richter and Phillips Watches. Um, and if you've been covering a, or looking at Breitling's news recently, you'll have seen that they released a new watch, which is the one I have in for view, sort of. Uh, but it's the Breitling Chronomat uh, B0142. Um, I think I got all that in. And it's it's a stunning watch. Uh, the bracelet is, I didn't I didn't start off liking it, but it, I really it's really grown on me. Uh, the proportions are great, and uh, yeah, it's an all around great watch. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the watch they featured on their watch of the week video two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whenever it was. I know they skipped last week for reasons. Yes, um, it was. Yeah, it was. But because uh, they did that one after they did the Grand Seiko, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I believe so. Yeah. And we talked about that a little bit on our last episode. It's it's pretty neat to see them doing some stuff on Instagram, you know, promoting some of the cool pieces they've got in or, or have gotten in, some of the new stuff that's coming out. Uh, it's fun to see our buddy Blake uh, get, get a little airtime, too. Yeah. <laughs> I heard they're doing another Watch of the Week this Wednesday, so check out for that. Did they did they hint at what it might be? We could spo- I don't want to spoil it, but, like, it's it's coming out, right? Uh, I, I don't think they're going to review that one. They didn't say which one they're uh, going to be reviewing okay. this week, unfortunately, no. Well, I guess everybody who's interested, just follow them on, follow at Richter and Phillips Watches on Instagram and see what the watch of the week's going to be this week. It'll We'll know that the day after this episode drops. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's my turn. And it's weird that I took advice from Spangler, but I took advice from Spangler and I'm drinking the Centauri Toki whiskey, oh, um, which is actually really good. It goes down really easy. Um, I'm a little nervous as to how quick I'm going to finish this bottle. Um, I mean, cause I'm already like half of one deep and it's, I gotta, I'm going to pour another one in because it's eaten the ice pretty quickly. Um, but this is a, that's a, you're not wrong. That's a good one. Yep. Um, yeah. so, uh, it's my first Japanese whiskey and you're right. It does drink a little bit more like a scotch. <laughs> uh, and you can kind of tell that by the color it's in a clear bottle. So you can see it's a, it's definitely a lighter color than your, than a bourbon would be. So it's definitely, you know, more of a kind of a scotch flavor, but it's really smooth. Yeah. Um, holy cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, episode 20 is a big episode for us. It's also, I think the first time that all three of us are not wearing watches that we own. Yeah, this is true. That's a big deal. Yep. That's the first time ever in a 20th episode. So <laughs> as you all may have seen, I am wearing the other watch that Oris sent us for review, um, which is the Oris Pro Pilot X, or the Big Crown Pro Pilot X, which is, you know... Again, like Buzzy, I'm, I'm working on a couple of things for a review, maybe an article in, in a publication at some point, you know, maybe coming out. You guys may or may not follow. Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there when we get there. Um, yes. But just trying to keep, keep track of some of the thoughts of, of wearing this. This is the first full day I've had it on wrist. And 
it's just been a lot of fun. I keep, I mean, the bracelet is what keeps drawing me back in. I mean, I, I just keep, I, I don't ever do wrist rolls and I am a bracelet guy. I like my watches on bracelets, mm-hmm. but man, this thing just pops. Uh, check out the IG uh, video that I did out in the sunlight. Just the, the facets on this bracelet are unreal. Um, so there'll be more on this to come. Uh, and it, maybe even a little bit tonight, because we'll have to see if if it qualifies for, for the episode we're about to do, uh, <laughs> which we'll get to here in a second. Um, but first, the Fresh Forum Find makes another return. So uh, I will start it out with uh, with uh, Spangler. What have you got for us on uh, the Fresh Forums and or eBay? Well, you know, if you think about it, eBay is sort of like, you know, the most mainstream forum. So, you know, I'll... <laughs> I'll, I'll take that with a grain of salt, but sure, um, yeah, sure, yeah, yep, uh-huh. we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Um, so uh, this week I was uh, sort of in a chronograph phase earlier in the week, and I uh, started researching around, and I stumbled upon, and I was also wearing my black face, so I was in the Tudor rabbit hole, and they call it, I think, the Tudor Daytona, basically. Um, but I've got a Tudor Prince uh, chrono date uh, reference number is seven nine two eight zero. Uh, and it's the non-Tiger dial model. Um, and, you know, I, I was shocked when I was looked at, them, looked at them because, you know, originally when I first saw them, I wasn't the, really the biggest fan of them. But after, you know, you look at it for long enough and I'm like, man, the, it's got wearable dimensions, uh, you know, great bracelet, um, great case design. I'm like, you know, it, it, it grew on me throughout the week. And, you know, also in the same Rolex and Tudor vein, it has, uh, in the past, I think I checked Chrono 24, in the past, I think, either four or five years, it's doubled in price. Um, so it's also like the Daytona in that regard. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's my fresh form find. It's uh, it's on eBay currently, like uh, was mentioned earlier. Um, and they've got it for $4,300, which uh, for a non-Tiger model seems to be a pretty good price. Yeah, that does. Those seem to be. Is it a big block? Uh, no, it does not appear to be. Okay, because I know the big blocks go for at least fifty-five, if not six. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not so big. That's block. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That is a pretty neat piece, Buzzy. What have you got? So I went down a completely different rabbit hole, although mine is also from eBay. So we got that going for Ew. us. Yeah, another Caddyshack. You'll learn to love it. <laughs> That's right. So a few weeks ago, I was uh, reading Hodinkee, and they had a Inacar Sherpa Jet GMT in their shop. Of course, it was already uh, sold by the time I saw the article. But it was pretty cool. I remember seeing Inacars, and that might not be the right way to pronounce it. That's fine. It's all right. <laughs> we all know what <laughs> what I mean here. Um, I remember those coming up back when I first learned what a compressor case was, and this is this is like ten years ago at, at this point, and. Uh, it just has a very distinct look. I, at some point, will get something with a compressor case. I, I think that I've just been interested in it for too long that, you know, eventually I'll, I'll get something like that. Uh, this one is a, uh, a Sherpa Superjet 
GMT. It's going for $2,200. Uh, the listing uh, person says it's a uh, 1965. It's 40 millimeter OD. I really like the uh, GMT ring on the inside, which is turnable by that second crown. Uh, ha has a really neat uh, two-tone look to it. Uh, the the daytime hours are cream. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some downsides to it. Uh, one thing I noticed is one of the crowns is larger than the other. I would check to make sure to see if that's a correct thing or whether that's just a replacement part gone amok. Um, it's also in Argentina. So you got that supply chain going for you. We're working against you. We, we've also, we, we've brought this up multiple times. We have no clue about buying watches from other countries. No. Uh, and the most easily rectifiable issue that I saw with this was it's on a rubber tropic strap and it's a, uh, a beige tropic strap. I don't know whether it is um, original to to the uh, watch. I do know it looks like you'll get some get a heavy dose of dose of uh, wrist cooties from it. <laughs> so I would definitely budget for a new strap and maybe a cream or something because you might even contract them taking the strap off of the watch <laughs> but other than gloves. that uh, it's a it's a pretty cool piece i really i really like the 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 color of that that 24 hour ring it's it's gorgeous so buyer beware maybe check it out maybe not i don't, I don't care <laughs> it's just my opinion <laughs> all right spence what you got? So I am I am gonna go out there and and say that I've actually had my eye on this particular listing for the better part of a week, and you guys know this. Yes, uh, this is another That's weird three for three on episode twenty. I'm also coming to you from eBay. <laughs> so <laughs> three for three on not our own watches. Three for three on eBay. <laughs> um, this this seller has a hundred percent ratings. How many how many things does he have on here? I don't know. It seems like pretty good feedback. Yeah. Um, so I, and everybody knows that I've kind of had my eye on a couple of constellations here and there. And I saw this one when it was a buy it now with a listing price just over $1,300. And it is a, looks like a, an early to mid 90s constellation chronometer automatic uh, two-tone. So stainless steel links, gold bezel, gold markers, gold hands. Um, but the two-tone bracelet, instead of just being kind of the ends where the links go, it is the full bar 18-karat gold um, joints to those links. Wow. Um, it's a pretty spectacular-looking watch. <laughs> I mean, it's in it's in vintage or used condition. Mm. comes with a box, no papers. Uh, cl seller claims it's running well. Um, it'll fit a 7.5-inch wrist. Um, no extra links available. And, the cur and I, I, I did actually reach out to the seller today for this one um, because just wanted to double check because I saw the listing previously. There is no reserve on this auction and it ends in one day and 14 hours. The watch is located in California. Okay. So in the U S and the highest bid right now is $650. <laughs> so 
if you're looking for a, a two-tone constellation from the early to mid 90s um i'd keep an eye on this one this one's gonna end 14 hours plus like because we're dropping this episode tomorrow morning so and a, a day from tomorrow morning a day from when this goes pretty much um this thing will be gone so you've got a day if you're interested in this uh, you may be bidding against B, you may not. Uh, $15 insured shipping, so I, that's probably worth it. Um, oh, no. That, so right now, it's six sixty five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we can talk about that on a later episode on whether or not you should just throw it in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. We might get that story later. Stay tuned. Um, but yeah, so I, I've, I've had my eye on, on a Constellation for a while, and I mean... If you want to, it, like, when this watch was in its heyday, you know, 80s and 90s, man, two-tone's the way to go. So 36-millimeter, you know, Omega Constellation, it's, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I end up with this one. I don't think I will. I've already <laughs> talked it over with my wife. I'm pretty sure I won't. But you never know. Stranger things have happened. Uh, so, yes, that is three for three on eBay. And that actually is a nice segue into our topic for tonight. So we are doing a fantasy draft, but a little different than all the other ones that you guys might have listened to recently. Um, you know, it, it's interesting. Over the last, what, year and a half, two years, it seems like everybody is getting in on the integrated bracelet sport watch game. <laughs> um, and there are some brands who may have already forgotten that they make one of these and they aren't really promoting them. So we'll get to that in a second. But we are going to do a fantasy watch draft focusing on integrated bracelet sport watches. So to walk everyone through the rules, it's really only two picks. It's a affordable, which in this category does sound a little ridiculous saying that affordable is less than $10,000, but that's just kind of the realm these things tend to be in. So affordable is a loosely used term here because most of these start over 10. Yeah, we had to have yeah. a pool of watches for the affordable pick in order to make it interesting at all. <laughs> yes, because if we set it too much lower. <laughs> yeah, if it were were actually an affordable watch, everyone would have to pick Timex Qs, and we could argue whether hooded lugs mean an integrated bracelet. <laughs> hey, there's also the Rideau Diastar. Let's not forget that. That's a good point. <laughs> Ooh, even you can even do the Brew uh, Retro uh, Brew um, Retrograph. Technically, yeah. if you're going hooded lugs, hooded um, lugs, they do so have anyway, a so yes, do have a bright bead <laughs> of uh, rice bracelet. Yes, yes, they do. So shout out to our buddy John at Brew. Uh, maybe it counts, maybe it doesn't. We'll see. Um, but for the bonus so of the side. under, yes, one watch under ten, one watch over ten, and then the third pick isn't really a pick um, because we're excluding two certain watches from our pool. So we are excluding both the Royal Oak all models and the Nautilus all models, because those are sort of the OG, if you will, integrated bracelet sport watches, the ones that you can't get. They're essentially unobtainium uh, for most of us. And, um, but there's still a lot of really cool references. So the third watch is going to be which reference of one of those two if money were no object, would you get? So that's, you know, that's kind of where we're at on that. So it's technically three watches. Two of them kind of count. The third one is, okay, let's pick the best of the OGs and go from there. So um, 
I guess that's one of the other things we have to determine too. Um, not to give, not to, not to, not to be playing favorites, but I've been really enjoying what I've got on my wrist. Does this one count or not? Because it determined that. I don't say it's going to determine how we all pick or whatever, but I, I know technically it's not integrated, but it looks like it might be. So, what do you guys? I, I'm curious as to what you guys think, Buzz. What do you think about the uh, pro pilots? Integrated or not? I think it's fascinating. It's it's a great it's a great watch. It's also a great philosophical question. <laughs> so thanks for putting me on the spot for that. You're welcome. It's a podcast. <laughs> I have a great answer if you want to go with that. Yeah. What, what What's your hot take, dude? Go for it. Hot take, hot off the press. Yes, it's integrated 100%. Because if you're going to say that the Longa Odysseus is integrated, which it absolutely is not, but it's still lumped in the same category as the Nautilus and the Royal Oak, I, I feel like the watches that they're not technically integrated, but they have the same vibe as an integrated watch. I feel like those should count. Well, that, that definitely keeps the pool a little bit larger, which would make for a more interesting draft. Uh, I, I kind of like to be a purist on, on this one and have have this category defined as something that is really difficult to put a normal strap on, right? Where so you mean like a strap that the, you would have to buy from the, Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah, give you to that. Put, to put a, you can't just put a normal strap onto the watch um, without doing some, some major surgery. That being said, I can get, I can get the case for, um, that pro pilot x because it 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 has a very good uh, flow between the the case and the bracelet Uh, those end links specifically are are made to make that bracelet meld into the watch well and they're massive too the end links the end links are they go down further than most end links do normally the end link ends above the bottom of the lugs and then the first link happens in most watches this end link actually goes the opposite way it goes further down than the lugs and then the bracelet clips into it. it's yeah no I, I see what you're saying yeah it, it counts let's 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 do it okay so i am going to uh, here's what we'll do i will go ahead and I, I i will since i didn't do the randomizer on excel like i said i was going to um <laughs> I'm going to pick a number, one through ten. I'll go last. I'll go, but then I get to pick two in a row. So that's how it works. Hashtag snake draft. Uh, snake we draft. know how this works. Snake draft. <laughs> um, so I will go third. I will voluntarily go third. I have a number. I've got a number on, on my hands um, between one and ten. And I will let Angler go first to pick. And whoever's closest, not closest without going over, closest gets to go first. Spangler, right. one through ten. Uh, I'll go two. Buzzy, there's a right answer to your pick here. <laughs> yeah, I I know. <laughs> no, I mean like he picked two. You should pick a certain number. Uh, wait, wait here. I here. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I sw- I swear. So so everyone out there listening, I can't see these guys, but they can see each other on the video. 
No, what I'm saying Sounds is like a number chip. one through ten. And yeah, it's, it's a number one through ten, and you pick two. He should be picking three because that gives him three and up. It gives you two and one. That's what he should be oh. picking. Oh, you you said you're not uh, doing a, as a uh, a continuum that uh, it restarts. Well, then, yeah, of course. I was I was wondering. Uh, okay. Whoa, okay. whoa, 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 whoa! I don't feel like yeah. that rule was specified. <laughs> okay, just go go for it. Repick. That's how fair. Okay, I pick am. another number then. <laughs> I haven't changed the number. Pick a number. <laughs> Buzz, just pick a number. <laughs> Six. Six. Okay, it was actually seven. So he would have been closest anyway. <laughs> so, I'll concede. All right, so Buzzy gets to pick first, and he can go in whatever order he wants. He doesn't have to pick the under ten or the over ten. He can pick whichever. Which is that is a little wrinkle there. Ooh, that is a wrinkle. Okay. I wanted to get ready for this draft. Yeah, just just all encompassing preparation. I, I've done my homework, mind you. I have he a has list. a he has a he has a notebook. I've I seen have it. A, I have a notebook. So <laughs> many watch names. But I was really hoping to get into to the headspace of, of a GM, right? To get really prepared for a draft. I wanted to hit this thing like Sonny Weaver Jr. in draft day. That's right, Kevin <laughs> Costner himself. Probably that a shout made, out to our friends up at Red Bar Cleveland. That's right. The land. I love I love the land forever. Anyway, I'm going to go with affordable. I'm going to go with affordable for my first pick, and I am going. I think I know where this is going. Yes, yes you do. Uh, going to something I haven't seen in person and may never see in person, but I think the Wempa Iron Walker looks sweet they just released it they have a nice range everything from three-hander to chrono and even the compressor uh, style case essentially from roughly two to five grand Uh, i I like the lines It, it seems to me these are these watches are objects of art First, I, I think that the the whole act of making a watch less utilitarian by having this this special bracelet that that melds with it, and you know, you're you're really creating a, a beautiful object by doing that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it looks great, and uh, I would because Wempa. Is German. Uh, I would probably just call it an Eisengeher uh, instead of an Ironwalker, and uh, also kind of sounds like White Walkers from Game of Thrones. So that's that's pretty sweet too, I guess. I think <laughs> which the, specific one are you looking at? I actually think that it's got to be the blue three-hander. The I'm with you. <laughs> the Chrono. I, I really like the way the Chrono looks, but. It's an automatic chrono. It's a little thick, and I think that I think that the thinness of uh, the three hander would would be a really would make it really enjoyable. So that is that's where I'm going. I had every... And it's got the it's a chronometer grade at a twenty eight twenty four, right? Yes, those seem like the things it is. 
<laughs> once, once again, didn't get, didn't get the time to watch draft day. I, I'm I'm not Sonny Weavering. It. I, I only. Have... And I, I feel like not only is that under ten, that might also be under three. Uh-huh. That that one might actually even be under twenty five hundred, depending on where you buy it and VAT and all that kind of stuff. I'm thinking so I, that could I be get, under twenty five hundred bucks. I don't do know. I, do I get to pick another seven grand worth? No, <laughs> that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. All right. That might be the value for money pick, though. Yeah. And maybe, you know, you, you guys can uh, get uh, get a hold of us on Insta and, and let us know about those sort of things once we've posted it. Yeah. All, All right, Spangler. Spangler. Up. All right. So I've got, a theme. I've got a theme draft this go around, and I. I feel like this I whole have thing is watches. a theme draft. Well, I've got a theme. Okay, we're going theme inception, so I'm a theme within a theme. Oh, so here we go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so watch out. Um, so I'm going yeah, weird. Said. My theme is <laughs> my theme is weird, and I'm sticking with it. And so I'm going to go with my under ten pick, and I'm going to go with the Omega Plo Prof 1200 meter. That's interesting. <laughs> so for an under 10 pick, and I'm thinking, you know, weird, something outside the box that, you know, it's not really something that you consider like an integrated bracelet, even though I, I kind of consider this an integrated bracelet. Um, I don't think you can really get too much outside the box, you know? Like, it's a watch that's slowly grown on me. Uh, you know, at first it's one of those watches you see, and it's like you want to throw up a little bit in your mouth. But, you know, you start to see them more, you, you try them on a little bit, and you're like, man, this this is really good. I, you Wait, know, I like this. When have you tried on a Ploprof? Um, well, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so you maybe try, maybe try them on a little bit. I You haven't, but you maybe do. I try them on in my mind. Let's just watch as, you know... You, you try it on in your mind, in your hand. You know, you see your favorite people on Instagram try it on. You know, you get kind of jealous, and you're like, "Oh, I kind of want to probe off now too." And as well as watches, no, no, like I was gonna say, at Speedy Fat rocks the crap out of that. If anybody wants to see some good Ploprof on Instagram, that guy wears it all the time, and as he should. So yeah. You just can't, you know, it's like a Panerai mixed with a weird compressor style case. And like the guys like in the seventies designing it were like probably on acid and like having a great time and, you know, out comes the plug prop. So like, why wouldn't you want that? You know? I mean, I guess in fairness, you can't just throw that on any strap. If that's the definition, that is kind of true. Yeah. I'm pushing the, pushing the boundaries on this one. So, uh, you are a bit. Yeah. (laughs) So that's interesting. Oh, you know who else wears one? And I think it's like, to me, this is the person I like seeing wear it the most, um, only because, I mean, she has a much smaller wrist than most people that usually wear one of these. Is um, um, I don't know if you guys follow at watches with a woman. Yeah, she's got like she wears one all the time, and it's like that thing is massive, but like she rocks it and it looks pretty sweet. Um, so it's just it's yeah, it's just that's it, a I did not expect that one to get picked at all. <laughs> yeah, that that's not on my list. I'm, I'm going weird. Not. My next one's really weird too, and I doubt any of you guys will pick it. So, okay. Well, so that leaves me to get to pick twice. Um, 
Are you so going with an assume, affordable or or a high end one first? So the nice thing is, is it doesn't really <laughs> matter. So I get to kind of pontificate a little bit, and there are a lot of affordables left that I feel like should get mentioned. Um, and I I still in my head I haven't really exactly picked yet because I'm going back and forth between two. There's you know based on the definition, I guess technically you could throw that that uh, that new Breitling Chronomat on anything, but I feel like the way that bracelet is designed that would qualify as an integrated bracelet sport watch. Um, mm-hmm. Breitling's not really my style. I actually really like the way that watch looks. I would love to see the bracelet. Um, but that's just kind of where I'm at there. Um, and I'm going to go on our little rant that we always kind of joked about because there are companies that forget that they make one like Omega with the constellation, which was out there. I mean, I love constellation and that they just came out with a new one this year and I haven't really seen it promoted except for the day that they released it. Um, and then um, even the older ones, like you're getting a awesome coaxial meta certified chronometer movement that's ag- anti-magnetic. And I think depending on whether you're going steel or two-tone or whatever, I think those start at what, like six? So like that's a phenomenal watch, stainless steel integrated. Rest. You can even get it with a blue dial if you want. If you want to go all cliche, you could get it with a blue dial for like six grand. Like that's an amazing piece. Um, one of our favorite brands, you know, that was our Omega opinion. We did a little bit of a Breitling beat there. Now we're going to go to a little Tudor talk. Tudor's <laughs> first in-house movement, like the in-house movement they did first with a power reserve is in the North flag. Not my favorite watch, but it has grown on me a little bit. That's an interesting watch you could pick. It's that's definitely affordable. I think that's under four. Um, and then you have this pro pilot X, which I think what 7,400, but you're getting a manually wound, 10-day power reserve, skeletonized dial, integrated titanium. But I mean, this thing has a lot going on. You know, it's a big step for Oris to get here. I, you know, I think we'll probably eventually get to talk to them. I'd love to know what they're going to do with the technology they have in this. Um, so that's my little rant on like all of the things that I considered. Obviously, Buzz's pick with the, t- the Iron Walker, like if that was available, that's like that's a watch I feel one of us, if we felt like ordering it, could show up one day because like the affordability for that and what you get is really impressive. Um, That being said, I've got to pick one. (laughs) I'm going to go with, you know, something, the package and the, like, I, I like the Oris that I'm wearing a lot and I thought about it, but I have to go with my gut on this. And I think I'm going to go with the Omega constellation. Yeah, oh, that's just all right. the package that you get with that. And I mean, that is that has a little bit more of a heritage to it. Um, not that Oris doesn't have a good brand heritage by any means. I don't, I don't like I'm not picking one or the other, but like in my head for this draft, I'm going true integrated bracelet. Um, I'm going to go with the, uh, the Omega Constellation. Um, and I, you know something I do kind of like. That watch to me screams popular in the. Uh, I guess I can't actually. I can't go two tone because it'd be over ten. So I'm gonna go stainless steel, um, and I like you know something. I do like it with the white dial and the gold hands and hour markers. I think that would be the direction I would go. So that's the one I'm gonna pick. That's mine. I don't have the reference number. Omega's reference numbers are like 27 digits long with letter. <laughs> like it's insane. So I'm not. We're not even gonna go there on on what that is um but that's where i'm going to go um 
Yeah. I mean, everyone listening at home, to, to be fair, Spence has been talking about constellations in our group chat for quite a while. This is mentioned in another podcast too. Like if you go back far enough, you'll hear me listen about the like you'll hear me talk about the one I tried on yeah. recently <laughs> at Richter and Phillips. Like it will all you'll see it. Like it's it's out there. Like it I'm a it's growing on me. Like it was a watch I never quite understood. And then you try to like, oh okay, now I get this. And then you're like, hey Omega, did you forget you make an integrated bracelet sport watch? And that's like the hottest thing right now. And you're all worried about the next bound watch, which is great. Like I love my Seamaster. I love the bound watch. It's a great watch, but like the hottest thing in watches right now, and they make them like, oh yeah, here's a small press release with Eddie Redmayne as our promotion. Like, don't even pay, <laughs> you didn't really pay attention to it. Don't worry about it. Like we're we're gonna go to Speedmaster here again in a second. Um, I think that was actually the genesis <laughs> when we started to have this idea that we should have an integrated bracelet sport watch draft. Was I, you know, you you were talking about how much you liked them, and I just had this aha moment, I'm like. Well, it, that's that's just a an integrated bracelet sports watch, right? That's the sort of watch it is. And then, you know, why why don't they position it as such? And it it just kind of got the conversation rolling about what other what other watches are out there. The the Tudor North Flag is another perfect example. Like that should like it's 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 an integrated bracelet sport watch that isn't positioned like that, which again, I don't know why, like if they came out with that in a couple of different dial colors without, I think if they did that without the ceramic, like bezel topper and they did that with a steel bezel top, like hmm. that'd be a very interesting one. I'd be curious as to what that would look like. Um, so yeah, if, I mean that there's a lot of good affordable stuff that these brands forget that they like, I don't know that they think they forget they make them or they aren't, they aren't priced in the same category. So the public forgets that they make them. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's just, that's our rant on kind of how we settle on this topic, but that's my pick. The Omega constellation, white, white dial, stainless steel, gold, rose goldish, sorry, Sedna gold markers and hands. And you gotta get the, you know, get it right. Someone's going to at me the 27 digit reference number. Somebody (laughs) know what it is. I don't know. It's a lot to look up. Oh, I get to pick again, don't I? Snake draft. Snake draft. <laughs> hashtag snake so, draft. Hashtag snake draft. So luxury, God, there's a lot over 10,000. And you could, go, you could go really big on this. But I've tried on the non-chronograph version of this at my first red bar. And I just think it is absolutely – the chronograph version of the, of the Bulgari Octo Finissimo, the Chronograph GMT, mm-hmm. is just such a cool watch. Super thin, titanium. I think there's at least one or two world records in there. Like, I know it's not the most expensive. I mean, it's it's not cheap. Um, it's definitely over ten. I think I think what listed on that is I can look it up. I think it's right around twenty four. I'm not gonna look it up. Somebody will tell us. Um, but it's it's definitely less than a Nautilus at forty. Um, so like that to me, if I want if you want something integrated bracelet, like this is. This is a new design. Granite, I guess the Octo was designed kind of by Genta. I know Bulgari bought his brand. Um, it's an interesting like iteration of kind of his design. And like it's something that is thoroughly modern. They wear like the the three minutes I got to wear one of these, it's just an amazing thing. And it's just such a statement piece on the wrist. Like that to me is kind of like the newest version. Like that is something I think is going to be a future classic. Mm-hmm. And like 
you can go get them. Like they're available places easily at a retailer. Not, I don't say necessarily easily because I haven't really looked, but like from what I've heard, I think on Hodinkee radio at one point, they're like, yeah, they're, they're amazing. And you can just, you can go get them. Like they're, they're more readily available than anything else. Um, so yeah, the, the Bulgari Octofinissimo Chrono GMT is my luxury pick, like my over 10,000 pick. That's, that's where I would go. Yeah. I feel like I, I've gone down the rabbit hole and like looked at those watches. I feel like if you go pre-owned on those, you can get them for under MSRP. I mean, maybe, I mean, I know we have, we're using list prices for the, the, the sake of this draft, but like that to me, like that's just such a cool watch. So like that, that is even amongst all of the other insane things, including the raw, raw Ferrier, you know, Turbion on the back side of the watch, that's technically integrated. Like there, there's some cool stuff that came out recently. Yeah. But to me, like that, that Octofinissimo Chrono GMT is just such a cool piece. And it combines two really useful functions too. Like not only is it a cool watch, not only does it look amazing, but who doesn't want to time stuff and who doesn't need to know what another time zone is. So like it's, it's got two of the most useful functions mm. in the same watch. Yeah. And it's super, like, it's just like that to me, that's, that's just a cool piece. Um, so that's my pick. Yeah, that's, I, I can't argue with that pick. That was definitely on one of my lists before I decided to go uh, a little strange. Um, okay. Let's see. Let's see if this one even counts Spangler. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. So like I said, I'm going a little strange. Um, and, um, I've already got my diver out of the way. And, you know, my next favorite uh, complication after a dive watch is the chronograph. And to give a little bit more hints to see if people can guess this, if you've been checking out the Instagram feed, you have well, may have noticed a watch from a brand um, that's been going on the uh, hashtag Pioneer Tour. Um, but it's a Moser Pioneer that Spence has gotten in. And the uh, watch that I'm going to go with for my uh, next pick is going to be the Moser flyback streamliner um which is a watch that, that definitely counts wow yeah, no no doubt on this one but um yeah this i kind of forgot about that one <laughs> how can you forget about this watch it's been great i don't know brain. that's what i'm it's saying so like, i didn't do any notes <laughs> <laughs> it is so like, weird who's the team that like ran out of time that would have been me trying to think of it like <laughs> yeah i mean i can't say that i didn't kind of rush on a few of these things so we're, we might be in the same boat there <laughs> That is um, such a good watch. Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those ones that, like, when you see it, like a lot of these watches, like, I was the same way with the Odysseus, too. When I first saw that watch, I, I was not the biggest fan of it, and the same way with this watch, too. Um, but, like, the more you look at it and, like, you flip it over and, like, you see the movement, and the movement is just absolutely gorgeous. Like, if anybody's seen, like, a datagraph movement before, you know, this one, in terms of, like, uh, just the intrinsic details and like how just unbelievable it looks. It may not have the finishing, like the hand finishing as a mo- uh, not a Moser, uh, as um, as a Longa does. But my God, this movement is unbelievable on the inside. Um, and it's got that the it's automatic, but the rotor is in the middle of the movement, so you don't really see it. So you can see the it's yeah. just a, it's just a neat piece. It's it's got so many different things going on with the chronograph. It's unbelievable. Um, it's a flyback, you know, it's, it's quirky, uh, just shade above 42 millimeters, uh, a little bit above 14 millimeters thick. Um, you know, it's just, it's pretty a thick for you. Yeah. You know, I like them a little, uh, <laughs> a little thick. um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's a cool watch. Something so a little over 14 is fine, but 15 is where you draw the line. 
I, I, I like him thick. Be... I don't like him chonky. <laughs> to, to be perfectly fair, every watch enthusiast has some magical cutoff point where they just they just see that spec and go, "Oh gosh, that's that's just too <laughs> too much." Regardless, they do, of how but then well they always have that wears. watch where they would break that rule for. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's 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 not all a uh, a left brained exercise. This whole watches thing. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, all that's right, my so big. Got, um, yeah. So then Buzzy's doing two right now. The uh, his last pick, and then his Royal Oak slash Nautilus derivative. <laughs> I so I am blown away by that pick. You, you have uh, you've used the element of surprise, Spangler. That's that's incredible. It's crazy. I would have bet. I would have bet money. One of us should have picked that. Yes. What can I say? It's been in my brain engraved. You know. I would have bet legitimate money that you would have gone with the Alanga Odysseus. That, that yeah, was on I the list. Would've. Yeah, I was thinking of that one. All right. So I, if I were being a uh, a jerk, I would say an Alanga Odysseus with the bracelet welded up to make it actually integrated uh, because <laughs> the way that the, the lug and the bracelet go, uh, that, that extra line, I don't know. It, it might be one of those things that in pictures, it, it looks way more obvious. And when it's actually on the wrist, one doesn't notice it, but I've heard of that, but it, you're right in the renderings and the pick in the press release, it definitely looks like there's a line there. Yeah, because the thing but next is, next time we're along a boutique, we'll just have to check it out, Buzz. <laughs> you make good <laughs> jokes, yeah. <laughs> that thing, I mean, I, because I really, I think longas are great. I, when I was at at uh, the last Red Bar that we had, uh, ha- handling handling that longa there was just sweet. I I really think they're they're really. Uh, amazing watches that being said i am going overseas with the vacheron constant overseas they uh, at normal sinus rhythm uh, just uh, got one of those and uh, seeing picture upon picture of that that gorgeous gorgeous watch has made me a true believer Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't able to pick it for this, um, for this pick, you know, I was actually planning on for the Royal Oak or uh, Nautilus to just see, say, nope, neither. Uh, I want the overseas. <laughs> <laughs> so, which version are you picking? I don't remember the thickness numbers on the chrono. They had that. Don't they have a blue dial chrono? You see, the thing is, with, with watches that are so outside of my price range, I I know like 
vaguely the concept that there are multiple kinds, but um, eh, that's a daydream I just don't give myself. See, I would have just figured if money was no object, you'd go for the new one that just came out in gold with the blue dial, oh, the, the perpetual calendar yes. version. Yes, yes, that that's like <laughs> so that one up my alley. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I did, I did, I did like all of the uh, gold and, and blue watches that came out, uh, watches and wonders this year. So I, I would go. It for is that. right up our alley, isn't it, Buzz? <laughs> just, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, just a bit. Just a bit. Okay, so Nautilus or uh, Royal Oak, right? That's that's my pick. Which derivative of those would you have if money were no object? A three-handed Nautilus. Really? Huh. Yeah. Blue dial? Of course. Okay. Simple. Simple man. Huh. There you go. Uh, are you sensing? Are you sensing a trend here with these <laughs> these picks? <laughs> we're all about the trend or a theme within a theme on this episode, I, I guess. So. Oh yeah. Themeception. <laughs> theme. Oh, there we go. That's right. <laughs> all right, Spangler. What about you? Which one uh, and which derivative? Oh, okay, sorry, well, reference. I shouldn't say derivative. I should say reference. Yes. Uh, well, you know, I'm trying to stick with as weird as possible on this draft. <laughs> And you know, I'm I'm going with AP, and I'm going with their okay. uh, Royal Oak Concept Flying Turbion GMT, which, you know, when it when it comes to the Royal Oak, I feel like these are kind of along with the Offshore, the weird like stepchildren of the Royal Oak, and this one is just so not what I think a Royal Oak is in my mind that I think it's weird and but like in a really cool way. And so this, that's why I'm going with it. Nice. Yep. That's that's an interesting way to think about it. It's so weird. I just want to drop, you know, a hundred or six figures on it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is a fun thing to pick because, like, oh, if money were no options, like, I mean, this is something that's probably literally never going to happen. Yeah, um, money, which is, money is definitely an object. I mean, it is. It definitely is. Um, so I guess that leaves me to close it out. Uh, and, you know, I might have disclosed my pick earlier to you guys. Um, to me, I, I go Royal Oak, too, because that is the original. That is his first design that was an integrated race sports watch. Um, not to say that the Nautilus was a copycat by any means, because they're definitely distinct of the same flavor, but definitely distinct. Um, to me, it's the new black ceramic jumbo ultra thin perpetual calendar. Like, you want to talk about a crazy concepts integrated brace like just all the things that go into that the black ceramic the perpetual calendar the fact that it's i don't know how many millimeters thick it is but it's seems like it's smaller than it should be um smaller than should be possible let's be real um just just that just that whole package like because let's be real I, I feel like this whole category the reason it is popular right now is because people are using it as a flex because you know they're they're more difficult to get than they otherwise would be. I mean, I, I'm not, these are unbelievable, you know, timepieces that we're talking about. But at the same point, some at some point, somebody decided they were popular, and they ended up being harder to get because Patek and AP won't. I don't want to say they won't increase their production numbers, but they're. I don't want to say artificially, but like they're limiting the supply. So like you, you have to wait to get one or pay up a ton. So like, 
everybody's jumping on this bandwagon. And like, if, if, if this trend is really about flexing, if you will, which I don't really like the idea of that necessarily, but to me, like the epitome of what these things could be is that all ceramic bracelet, you know, perpetual calendar at a ridiculously thin, thin level in the original design, just that, just, that just blows me away. Like that watch is so cool. Like that would be where I would go. Yeah. That's certainly nice. out there. I don't know if, I feel like if I'm wearing like a watch, like with that expensive and the entire thing is ceramic, I feel like I'd rather just buy like a Rado, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm comparing. Now, you there's, a t- now there's a take. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, I'd be too, I'd be way too nervous. We're nothing around. So the Dang best it. part is, is like we haven't picked a title for this, and that quote might make it into the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love to bang my watches around, but like, oof, I guess me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about that. <laughs> you know, I, I gotta imagine if they if they made it like that, like, it's gotta be it's gotta be able to take enough. I would think, like, like you you don't like you don't wear that to go mow the lawn or do your like, but like, it's one of those things where like, okay, what is really going to happen when I go to a steak dinner? (laughs) You never know. There's there's, there's people out there. That's because you have long sleeves and, (laughs) and wider, wider cuffs than you need. (laughs) Well, it's the ultra thing. It'll just slide right under. Yeah. You, you, you don't mow your own lawn if you own the watch. Like (laughs) if you could, if you could buy one of those, you're probably not, but that's a good point. That's how far removed I am from actually owning that watch. Is you're right. I wouldn't be mowing my own lawn if I could buy that watch. <laughs> That's, that is a very valid point. Uh, anyway, well, that was fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. I hope everybody else enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, I, so we're gonna have to see. There may be a poll later this week to see if your Ploprof pick counts. <laughs> you know, I, it's. It, the bracelet is technically integrated into the case more than a normal watch. So that's, that's my definition and I'm sticking to it. I mean, you're, you're probably not wrong. You probably, have I ever seen a picture of one of those on a NATO? Probably not. I don't think I, I have. I don't, yeah. I don't think you can stick in. Well, I guess in theory you would be able to, but I, yeah, I've never seen it on one. Anyway, well, we'll have to do a poll and see if a listener <laughs> Listeners agree. <laughs> we, we can do a poll on whether that is valid, and then if it is, move on to who they think won the draft. Yes, yes. Yeah, it, you know, we'll have to see if we get an odd number of, uh, of votes to, so we can pick a winner. <laughs> Let's see how many people actually pay attention. Um, um, it may be a tie between the but, two uh, listeners we have. And then, <laughs> and then, the, then one of us isn't going to get a vote. <laughs> if, if you're so. listening from... Uh, Red Bar Cleveland, just vote for me. I love the Browns, <laughs> and I love Draft Day. So re- regardless anyway. of my picks. Well, that was a fun episode, and uh, I think uh, we'll call it there. hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, you can tell we clearly had a lot of fun, so I hope this is as fun for you as it was for us. So uh, until next week, uh, thanks, everyone. See ya. See ya.